This is Power and Consequence. back to Power and Consequence, a podcast about liars, grifters, demagogues, and opportunists who will do anything to make a buck, get a click, and drive some traffic to their bullshit websites. So let's introduce the team for today. I'm Matt, and with me as always is Jelani. What is up, Jay? Hey, hey, how's it going today? Doing quite well, quite well. We were going to have Bruce back, but some technical difficulties or something. Before we start off, Jay, I have a question. Um, you know, you're you're very involved. You're you're a person of the world. You keep up with you know worthy you know causes. How much money have you donated to the truckers in Canada? <laughs> zero, zero dollars. <laughs> Not none to the GoFundMe. Uh, and th- I was about to say, is it really to the truckers or is it to the people who like to disappear with money? Yeah, you know After it. After running Go- illegitimate GoFundMe's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, dude, shit's going off in Ottawa right now. Are you? Are you? Did you keep up with that at all? Like, I, I'm not gonna lie. I've only been reading the headlines because I don't want to fall into the trap of getting wrapped up into the crazies of another country because that's, that's that, what's been going on. I <laughs> Our mean, crazies have been talking to their crazies. Well, and, and that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, I would argue that they're they're create like. It's sort of like arguable that our the number one export at this point of the United States is culture, and by culture I mean like um, the art of grifting, you know, so to speak. And, and but see, that's the thing. It's just like that and the Confederate flag, which apparently is flying very high up there in Canada. Dude, what the fuck is that? You know, I I mean, I heard about things like that in the past in like you know like like white nationalist and white ethno state type of movements in like Europe. And things like that, which kind of kind of puts a dent in the in the whole. Oh, it's not about racism; it's about history. Argument from our our friends uh, south of the Mason Dixon line. But yeah, dude, shit's going off. Like I, I heard a story about um, there was a couple of guys that uh, attempted to burn down a building or something like like shit's getting real, you know. So I, I know that uh, Trudeau like makes a statement almost every day, like wagging his finger more and more sternly yeah that'll do it that'll do it um yeah i mean shit is going down arrests are going out um there's more and more reports i i i don't feel comfortable going too deep into it because it's it is a fluid kind of situation but all we can say for sure is that like you know there was a gross exaggeration of the number of these truckers in this convoy that was ostensibly created you know to uh protest like uh like covid uh rules for truckers you know like vaccine rules for truckers which is really funny because truckers in canada are already subject to a shitload of health uh mandates and guidelines to make sure you know they don't fucking die when they're driving tens of thousands of pounds of cargo out on the road but that's been my biggest thing about this whole thing everyone everywhere is subject to a shit ton of mandates and uh vaccine requirements and people just want to hang their hat on this one and it's very weird yeah i mean it's i mean there's you're talking millions of dollars speaking of grifting to that gofundme that is you know supposedly supporting the uh the truckers right um which was actually kind of funny because gofundme i guess they they 
they tried to pull a fast one or I don't know a fast one. Like basically a fund was created to, to support these truckers in Canada on GoFundMe. And I guess when reports came out that there was violence and arrests happening, GoFundMe uh, stated that, um, you know, it had the fundraiser had violated their terms of service. So at first they were saying, we're going to reallocate those funds that everyone donated to like various charities, or you can request a refund, right? Well, you know, Ron DeSantis and various people like that were like, we're going to have our justice departments, you know, uh, investigate GoFundMe and this and that. So GoFundMe was like, like, fine, automatic refunds to everybody. Nobody gets money, you know? I mean, they'd already dispersed like a million dollars at this point, but yeah. That, that was my, my favorite, uh, as the internet has been saying, uh, the governor of Florida wants to investigate a california-based company on their dealings in canada yeah 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 <laughs> oh yeah and um let's let's see how far that gets him i bet he'll actually try you know or he'll say he'll try because that'll get him donations because uh, somehow he is one of the front runners theoretically for the republican nomination in 2024 for president i don't know why that's a thing but it's a thing anyways uh yeah let's just uh get to it and uh i have a drink i'm drinking some delightful whiskey here with a giant ice cube in it and god knows i need it today my drink is not brought to you by shaker and spoon (laughs) it's this lovely uh subscription service very similar to a blue apron where you order the ingredients for drinks and you get to have fun being your own personal bartender you know, we don't have any sponsors, but, uh, you know, what are they called? Co- Copper and Spoon? What? Shaker. Or Shaker and Spoon? Yeah, Shaker and Spoon, if you're listening. Hey, we, we are, we're open. We are capitalists, no matter what I say otherwise, okay? So feel <laughs> you know, f- at least some free boxes. Yeah, uh, I'll yeah. I'll take those. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll make drinks, you know? We'll, we'll, we will work for booze, you know, which I feel like is what this is coming down to. So, <sighs> now that we're done, uh, you know trying to beg for for that good ad money uh let's just get to it so oh and real quick by the way this was a long intro but as always if you out there like the show and what we do could you please throw us a nice review wherever you get your podcasts uh you know it's all about that algorithm and uh you can follow the show on twitter at consequence pod you can follow me on twitter at stop talking matt and you can follow jay on twitter at stop talking jv yeah i just wanted to mention my guerrilla marketing uh, this weekend, this past weekend. So uh, I hope we see some some new listeners. Shout out to all the new listeners. Oh uh, yeah, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to put my best foot forward here. So before I have too many drinks, we're just gonna get right into it. Before I'm too drunk to make any sense, which I can't guarantee won't happen, but here we go. Jay, we almost exclusively talk about you know the rhetoric, the language, you know the propaganda that's employed by powerful people you know, to keep their power and to gain more power, right? Um, But today, I kind of want to check in on what these powerful people are accomplishing, you know, when Tucker Carlson tells them that it's okay. You know, he he gives everyone permission. We need a furrowed brow sound clip. (laughs) I think I can get away with that. I don't think he's going to sue me. (laughs) You know, I'm going to take the shot. I'm going to think of one there. Yeah, um, so, yeah, you know, laws... Executive orders, policies, the allocation of tax money. You know, I mean, that's what this all comes down to, at least, you know, in government, you know, how we use public resources and why we use them. 
you know? So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to keep up with all these laws, you know, that, that keep getting passed year after year. It's actually quite depressing to try to think about them sometimes, you know? I mean, record number of anti-trans bills have been coming out over recent years. Um, you know, various uh, anti-quote-unquote CRT bills from coast to coast because that brings in the donation bucks. And I'll admit, I've become somewhat fatigued when I uh, see this shit, you know? Um, but then, Jay, you sent me a link to uh, a link to a Reddit thread about a certain proposal for a law that was introduced recently in Oklahoma. Gotta love those ambiguous laws. <laughs> and I decided, you know what, screw it. Let's drill down on a few of these uh, and remind ourselves of, you know, well, the consequences, if that's too on the nose, uh, of leaving these charlatans unchecked. So, fuck it. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our audience uh, to a proposed law in Oklahoma, State Senate Bill 1470, also known as the Students' Religious Beliefs Protection Act. I mean, that's that's some McCarthy-esque shit right there, Jay. Agreed. Yeah, that, that sounds very draconian. So this particular bill was introduced last month by Oklahoma State Senator Rob Standridge, and the law is ostensibly in defense of religious beliefs of students from any school employee or contractor who may advance a position that offends a student's, quote, closely held religious beliefs. So right off the bat, I, I, I see a problem with this. I don't. I'm a Satanist, and I think that my religious beliefs will definitely be respected according to the, the rules of this bill. I, I identify as a meat popsicle, and I am opposed to anyone who advances the idea that uh, we should consume vegetables. So nutrition class is out. Careful, big vegetable might come after us. Oh, uh, big big cucumber? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big cucumber. <laughs> see what you did there. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> you know, we should create a fake lobby, the bi the big cucumber lobby. I, I think we could actually get some donations. There probably already is a big cucumber lobby. God, somebody out there, if you can find a big <laughs> big vegetable lobby, please uh, hit us up on Twitter. I want to hear about this immediately. Shout out to the first fan that finds me that. So, but that's not really what what Standridge's law is about. So we're not we're we'll tackle big cucumber another day. Today we're talking about his Senate bill, this uh, Religious Belief Protection Act bullshit. So I read the Senate bill. Uh, it's only a few pages, right? Um, and it's vague in a way that makes it probably unenforceable. I, I'd be surprised if this makes it through, you know, and, and for good reason, you know. Um, the The truth is you can't overtly favor one religion over another without advocating for a switch from democracy to a theocracy of some sort. And, I mean, let, let's not kid ourselves. That's probably what Standridge and his ilk are going for here. So just a couple of highlights. Um, number one, any parent, that language is specific, any parent can sue on behalf of a student. Um, and that parent doesn't have to, or that student doesn't have to be their child. This is kind of a more limited type of mechanism that is nonetheless similar to Texas's anti-abortion law known as SB8. Um, you know, I was uh, just about to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know, and honestly, Jay, as I read more of these laws, it's amazing how many of these laws are just using that very mechanism, uh, private lawsuits as the central as the, as the strength of all their laws. It's insane. Exactly. And that, and that's the big thing about that law actually passing and being, um, I guess, not struck down 
because I want to, I don't want to say it's been upheld, but it's been not struck down. <laughs> uh, and it's allowing lawsuits of a similar type to kind of just get away or sorry, not lawsuits, bills of a similar type to get, uh, proposed and passed in some cases in other states. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because I know that like Gavin Newsom, like, and I don't think this was very constructive, uh, but he was kind of trolling right wingers saying that they would pass a similar law against like, you know, like gun owners and gun ownership. And I was just like, dude, that's, that's really not helpful. First of all, you suck. You're a corporate Democrat and I'm not a fan of you, except for the fact that you weren't Larry Elder. Like, that's the only thing I had. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing I had in your favor. I mean, you know, I'm willing to debate any like centrists, um, left of center types on on that but the reality is he's he's about as damaging if not more damaging than the right wing um contingent of the american electorate you know because he claims he's part of that group that claims he's he's opposed to this this type of bullshit but he doesn't actually do anything to stop it because they all get the same donations but we'll save that for another day um Another sort of uh, um, highlight of Senate Bill 1470, uh, if the court finds that the section uh, was violated, and by section I mean, you know, the idea that um, a teacher or a contractor, I believe, advances any type of, like, lessons that offends a student's closely held religious beliefs, um, the violator shall be, quote, enjoined from the conduct resulting in the promotion of positions in opposition to the closely held religious beliefs of the student. And in this particular case, enjoined, I believe, means, like, an injunction will be filed against you. Like, the the school shall say, teacher, you will stop doing this, right? I just, I have a quick question. Yeah. I, I want to know... What seven-year-old has closely held religious beliefs? <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, and and yeah, that's that's the funny thing, isn't it? Like a five-year-old, like we're talking kindergarten now, right? Like they they could say anything. It's completely subjective. Yeah, and and it's not to say that they could or shouldn't have religious beliefs, but it's just they they haven't even form the connections in their brain in order to be able to defend it from their own personal perspective. They're kind of just parroting back what's being taught to them at this point in their life. Yeah. It's almost like children are just little sponges and they're still trying to become fully formed humans. And it's, it's our job to not fuck with them in this way. Cause like, you know, this is the big thing. Like it's kind of like what you were getting at was just like a seven. Not only does a seven year old not have a fully functioning, like idea of themselves or really their religious beliefs. I mean, they're, they are, you know, by virtue of being seven, they're probably going to be parroting the things that they're taught by their parents. And that's fine. Generally speaking, that's just how, how development works. You know, they'll eventually God willing grow up and form their own opinions. But I mean, I could see this more like um, an overzealous parent, like keeping track of what their seven-year-old is being taught and then telling their seven-year-old like, oh, this is wrong. This is wrong. And, and you've been offended and I will sue on your behalf, you know? But by the way, there's nothing wrong with a parent keeping track of what their child has been taught and, and maybe trying to help them either reinforce hopefully not teach them wrong things uh, and confuse them, but yeah, guide them 
along what they're learning in schools. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Ag- agreed. Agreed. And, and, you know, but, but we don't need this, this, this bullshit law that's, uh, that, that Stan Ridge is, is proposing. And, uh, you know, for good reason. Oh, uh, another highlight, by the way. So if the school, right, doesn't comply with, you know, um, censuring effectively these uh, these teachers that promote these positions that offend uh, religious beliefs of students, um, the parent can file yet another complaint, this time in a court. And this time they can name anyone that they believe directly or indirectly contributed to this conduct, right? It's it's this indirect bullshit. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just how like you could sue the Uber driver who takes a woman to get an abortion in Texas. That's that's the ridiculous part of all of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and people and people in favor of that of SB eight would be like, oh well, you're you're exaggerating. Nobody would actually do that. I'm like, dude, how do you know? This thing is totally new. This thing is like literally unprecedented. How the hell do you know that? You know. And but, honestly, it's by design. Like, if you can, someone will, because that's America. Yeah, yeah. It, we are a litigious nation. And it's a chilling effect. That's what everybody has been saying. Like, this is the point, you know? Just like how people put French fries on their hamburgers. I... Fight me. I, <laughs> but, okay, well, just a, just an aside. You don't like French fries on hamburgers? What about... Uh, I didn't say that. Okay, 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 okay. I just say, said that it's a thing. Because we were going to get into and some it. Some people like it. Some people don't. Yeah, I, I mean, we, I we, we can enjoy a Colombia burger. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can we can talk about French fries in burritos. I you will never convince me that's a good thing. <laughs> like can, like, but it's, it's called, a thing. It is a, it is a thing, dude. And I, that just tells me that humanity isn't worth saving, Jay. <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a sip when you said that. And <laughs> spit I, and take. I almost spit yes. It out. Yes. <laughs> so, but. But French fries on on um, burritos are the least of the worries of people who get sued uh, under this bullshit law because those people are each liable for these people who are directly or indirectly um, contributing to this conduct, right, under SB 1470. Um, each individual is responsible for... $10,000 per incident if this bill became law. And the law says you can't you can't get financial assistance, outside financial assistance to pay or if you do, you're subject to termination from the um from the school district and a 5-year ban from employment with any public school in the state. That's very oddly specific. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I mean, you know what it makes me think of, dude? It makes me think of people donating to Kyle Rittenhouse's legal defense. Mm. you know like no fuck you no GoFundMes for you you know Mm -hmm. at least not directly you know like i could see a back door where like okay i pay on my own quote unquote and then very quietly you get like um a general GoFundMe, you know to make up the back end so yeah yeah where there's a will there's a way yeah fucking a right but uh oh oh and standridge isn't done by the way we got a few more highlights of this bill he's not done so if the school still tells the court to fuck off, right, after all of this, um, because, you know, again, keep in mind, it's the idea that, like, initially the school is responsible for disciplining the um, the teacher or the uh, the contractor who's doing this, right? Then the parent can re-refile, right? and this is the third time, uh, and individuals named um, who are directly or indirectly involved are terminated 
and permanently banned from employment on top of the $10,000 fines per incident, right? You know, my my thought is who has the time to do that? But I know there's <laughs> someone who does. Lots of people. Lots Either of that people or they'll do. commission some lawyer who does have the time to do it. Dude, there's going to be a whole, you know, dude, I think there's going to be seriously like a whole industry of this type of law. It's very possible. If, if these laws stick, if the Supreme Court doesn't change their mind and actually decide to say something about it. I mean, that's another episode, but you're right. I mean, I mean, SCOTUS right now is like 6'3", you know, um, conservative versus liberal. Um, and that's, I, I honestly, I don't like know. That's a whole podcast within itself. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That I, shouldn't even be a thing. <laughs> this idea of a, a judge that lands on one side of the issues. The whole point is they're supposed to be neutral. <laughs> yeah, but they're yeah. human, which is understandable. Yeah. But they're supposed to be neutral. I mean, or, or at the very least, they, they need to be a... But, and, you know, I mean, again, you're right. We could do an entirely different podcast. In fact, there are several podcasts uh, that do excellent work on um, on sort of examining uh, SCOTUS and their decisions and sort of like the nature that what what makes like uh, the American high court unique. Um, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I will include in the show notes. But you're right. No, it, it's something that shouldn't be, but is. It, it's kind of like how, you know, people like enshrine the First Amendment as like this almost like, you know, religious fervor with which we defend it. But if you think about it, it's actually kind of unique to the United States, the way we defend free speech and that and, and how we interpret it. You know, because like in other countries, like if you if you're. If you said some shit that you said in America, you might be liable to like civil or criminal action. So, mm-hmm. you know, or, or or like the fact that other there are other nations that tax the church, for example, you know, mm-hmm. like that's a thing that's that's not necessarily unique to the U.S., but it's certainly something that's like right at the top of our list of like freedom. So anyways. Oh, by the way, the last paragraph of Stan Ridge's um, bill, um, it declares a state of emergency. Um, which is probably what's required to even enforce this this proposed law at all. So that that kind of goes to show. The bill itself declares a state of emergency. Yeah, the last uh, the last paragraph actually. I'm just trying to figure out. We need we need to get a lawyer on this show. Um, I'm going to try to make that happen because I'm trying to figure out how that has legal standing. How the bill can just say we're in a state of emergency. So I'm I'm hitting you up. So I have a I have a buddy who actually is a lawyer um, and he will remain anonymous. Um, I, I'm trying to think of a nickname from, for him right now, but he actually, we'll call him buddy. Yeah. We'll call him buddy. Hey buddy. Um, buddy the lawyer. Yeah. And buddy, the lawyer actually gave me a little bit of consultation on a topic we're going to hit in just a second here. So yeah, uh, that, that whole bill is, is fucking stupid. Like, um, it's too vague. It probably can't be enforced and it's part of a group of bills, by the way, to, um, designed to appeal to conservative Christians. Um, I have no idea if this thing has the wheels to become a law. If I'm being honest, man, like I, I can't, I can't believe it can become a law as written, you know, because I can't see how amendments, uh, alone will allow this this type of law to square with other state and federal labor laws you know um then again like stanridge i'm not a lawyer oh and by the way if you think i'm being unfair assuming that stanridge favors like christianity which i think he does 
Um, I'm going to link a video of him speaking on January 12th of this year at a meeting of of OCPAC, which is the Oklahoma Conservative Political Action Committee, right? Uh, He was heavy on the Christianity, and this is from um, OCPAC's uh, about page on their website. Um, in case you're wondering what they're about, quote, the mission of OCPAC is to promote and support public servants who oppose expansive government while promoting constitutional liberty, free markets, and a biblical worldview. You know what I've always wanted to ask huh. uh, a, a Christian zealot, particularly a zealot, what is the difference between what they're trying to do, their agenda they're trying to uphold, and Sharia law, because <laughs> the books at their core, both the Quran and the Bible, actually share a lot of the same morals and standards. If you if you kind of read into any of them, sure, sure, more more than like ten pages. And so, Christian enthusiasts, super zealots who want this type of um, close to theocracy in our country, like. They're actually asking for Sharia law, which is hilarious to me because they're definitely against Sharia law. Uh huh. Because yep. it's Muslim. <laughs> we need it. We need to get Joe back on this show, man. I think I'm. Uh, I'm gonna hit him up too, Joe. If you're listening, buddy, I know you're out there. We're gonna get you back on because Christian nationalism apparently is <clears throat> not going away for some reason that I can't understand. Uh, I don't want Joe. I want the the counselor who didn't he say he had guns held to his head. At some point, the which, which one was that? The at at his camp that he went to, his indoctrination camp. Joe, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I want the person who was doing that. <laughs> oh, you mean That's the guy? Who I want to talk the to. guy who was actually doing the 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 doing the the gun to the head thing? Yes. Yeah, we can, we probably hook that up. Um, we'll see about that. Yeah. So. Yeah, th- this uh, this bill, 1470, uh, we have a law that is, in effect, uh, likely designed to promote, you know, Christian nationalism. Um, oh, and by the way, right, um, the guy who, who, who put this bill forth, Jay, uh, Rob Stanridge, here is another couple of bills, actually, uh, that he has done recently that he's, that he's you know, submitted. Uh, let's see. On December 16th, 2021, Standridge uh, introduced Senate Bill 1142, a bill that would prohibit schools from having or promoting books regarding sex, sexual identity, or sexual orientation. That is obviously an anti-LGBTQ uh, bill, by the way. Uh, the bill would allow for parents to request the removal of certain books. If the book is not removed within 30 days, the librarian must be fired and prohibited from working in a public school for two years i just the librarian for the school (laughs) uh, like the librarian still decides what books are in the library correct i thought i thought like it's like a group decision (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) thought it's just like a thing Going back to the, the, the books in the library thing. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. $10,000 a day, where does that come from? It comes from the school. And schools get their budget from where? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is my big problem with people who are like wildly conservative in this way. It's like 
you're, you're talking about government spending and how it's egregious and blah, blah, blah. But you come up with bills like this. Yeah. Where yeah. the money's going to come from the government. And then mm-hmm. you're going to go and complain that the government is spending money uh, on lawsuits and things like that instead of actually helping the people. Oh, you know it. You know it. The government should only spend money on national defense, and that's it, Jay. Don't you, don't you understand that? $753 billion or whatever billion dollars a year. <laughs> you know? And you and I were in the military. We understand what 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 people spend that money on. That's... Anyways, I just like... I don't know if I mentioned this on this show before, but I had a guy... I won't name him. He got injured while we were deployed to Afghanistan, and his literal job was to burn brand new unused equipment that we ordered so that we wouldn't have to have less money, you know, cost plus spending, you know. Ah. Yeah. So That's a a big thing. This is all public information, by the way, uh, how government contracts are designed and and how the money is spent. Um, But basically what Matt is alluding to is that for a lot of government programs, if you don't use it, you lose it. So they come up with ways and schemes to use the money that they receive. That way, the next year, they don't have a reduced budget and have to work with a reduced budget. Yep, pretty much. It's a fucking scam, but it is 100% legal. Um, so if you're ever wondering why wars cost what they cost, I mean, aside, you know, aside from the morality of war, that's part of it. Yeah, we are literally burning brand new equipment. The guy who was in charge of our unit for doing that, by the way, he he wants to, and I can't verify this, but his estimate was he burned about a million dollars a month. With fire. Yes. Oh, yeah, I mean, aside from the health problems of burn pits, but we won't even get into that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've gotten off track, but it's okay. It's okay. This is good stuff. This is what people tune in for. So, yeah. So that that's Standridge, and that's kind of what prompted my little deep dive into like a couple of laws that the GOP, mostly the GOP, is promoting. Uh, so with that, let's move on to another topic, Jay. Let's do transphobia. I'm already afraid. Yeah, baby. Transphobia, a mainstay of GOP fundraising these days. So South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, you know anything about her? Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, wait. Can I say, oh, woman? Oh, man. I mean, I guess you can. You know, that's funny because that's what's about to come up. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yeah, I've, I've heard her name, seen her in a, a few articles, but tell me more. Well, she's, I mean, she is being floated in some circles as a possible Republican uh, candidate for president in 2024, more likely, thanks to misogyny, vice president under. Trump, or honestly, more likely, I'd say Ron DeSantis, if I'm being honest here, uh, much as I hate to say it. Uh, yeah, she's the governor of South Dakota, and she recently signed into law Senate Bill 46, or House Bill 1006, same thing, on February 4th of this year. Now, that bill is reportedly the first anti-trans bill enshrined into law this year. So yeah, South Dakota leading the way, baby. Is this the bathroom one? No, 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 no. This, this, my friend, is in defense of girls' sports. Ah, yes. So, uh, I went looking for some comments on Gnome on this and landed on a couple of clips of 
uh, clips from interviews on Fox News, and I picked one here. So first up, all right, we got a segment with a human pile of shit named Jesse Waters. Uh, This guy sucks. So, oh, and... um, by the way, when I queued up this video um, on the on the Fox News website, I got hit with a, an ad that I think inspires kind of a future episode. So this this is very abrupt, but um, this is just fun. This is the type of ad copy that uh, that Fox News runs. Genocide of religious minorities and forcing its own citizens into slave labor. Using military force to bully our allies in Southeast Asia. Covering up the CCP's role in unleashing the COVID-19 pandemic. Espionage in America. China is a threat unlike any we have faced before. Confronting China must be our top priority. The Heritage Foundation continues to expose the dangers China poses to American interests, national security, and human rights. Learn more at heritage.org slash China. Yeah, the Heritage Foundation. I think we're going to do an episode on them. You know what we need? We need like a, a fear meter. <laughs> that we just like, <laughs> with each keyword goes up just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, shit, I'm trying to think about something like that. Like, it would be interesting if we could do like a Google alert where every time like certain keywords come up, like it, it, it like, it get, like a counter goes off each week, you know, like CRT, communism or something. I actually think that's possible. I'm going to think about that. <laughs> Ooh, that's not a bad idea, actually. The the fear o meter, or we'll we'll think of something. Yeah, that was abrupt, Jay. But I just wanted to share that with you, you know, because uh, I just we 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 haven't really covered you know modern day anti communism stuff, you know. I, I mm-hmm. do you, like Jay. Do you know anything about the uh, the John Birch Society, for example? No. Okay, so we okay. Well, in that case, we're gonna get into it. They're like, you know, who Phyllis Schlafly was? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, all right. You know what? Fuck it. We're gonna go back in time. We're uh, this is my promise to you, the audience. We're going back in time. We're covering some John Birch Society shit and some Phyllis Schlafly stuff. This is gonna be amazing. I'm gonna get Anna for this one because this is her specialty. Because nice. Phyllis Schlafly was like the definitive like woman who was against feminism. So. She, oh, gotta love those. Oh God, she was great. So, anyways, uh, Waters. Uh, he cues up the segment before introducing Gnome, right? And he does it like any good bigot does it by misrepresenting the conversation and lying about a transgender athlete and veteran who has done more with her life than he ever will. Men and women are biologically different. Saying this is controversial in 2022 because a part of the country's gone mad. On average, men are bigger, we're stronger, we have testosterone coursing through our veins. We have a competitive physical advantage over women courtesy of our chemical makeup. So it's simply unfair for men and women to compete against each other athletically in officially sanctioned events. Don't believe me? This is MMA fighter Alana McLaughlin straight up pummeling her competition in the octagon. And this is her when she was a man. Listen. I love sports, and I understand why a transgender woman would want to compete in them, but I also understand why her competition, biological women, would have a problem with that. They're at a disadvantage, and it hurts their chance of winning championships, scholarships, meddling at the Olympics, or just enjoying the fair spirit of the game. Okay, so first up, um... That tone from Waters, I don't buy that alpha male swagger for one fucking second, number one. And also, second, I understand this is an audio medium, uh, Jay. 
and the audience. Um, so I, I just want to be clear here. So that part where he was talking about, you know, this is, um, this is Alana McLaughlin, right? Obviously you can see that. Um, mm-hmm. so just to be clear, I'll, I'll, I'll link the video, right? But basically what waters did was he showed a few seconds of a pro MMA fight from last year between Alana McLaughlin, who is a trans woman and French fighter, Celine Provost. Okay. And then showed a picture of McLaughlin pre-transition, uh, when she was a member of the U S army special forces, right? I believe she was in, uh, an 18 Delta, a medic. All right. And I'll link it, but think beard, uh, pre-transition, right? Jay think beard tattoos, muscles. Oh, I've already pulled up the picture. Oh, I see it. You got it, right? You got it. Mm-hmm. Tattoos looks like, I mean, you were in the service same as I was. Looks like a badass. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. that's the, the, the persona. Okay. And definitely a different build pre-transition from the fighter who competed in her first pro fight last year. So I, I, I just want to touch on this real quick, just to make a point here about Waters and what a piece of shit he is. Now, I'm not going to go into all the details, right? But I will link an article in the show notes from The Guardian that outlines McLaughlin's life. And they did interviews with her, right? And all the things that she's endured. Um, she discusses, for example, being raped at the age of five being effectively disavowed by family at a young age because she told her mother she wanted to transition. And, oh, by the way, going into the military, serving a combat tour in special forces, then surgically transitioning, then being diagnosed with PTSD, and then competing in her very first pro MMA fight against a pro fighter at the age of 38, which is old by any standard in terms of pro fight. Jesse Waters um, reduced her to a you know somebody who effectively he implies that she transitioned uh to get a competitive edge on women mm in mma and that is unbelievably fucked up in my opinion so fuck jesse waters that guy sucks so i'm not gonna lie i have an unpopular opinion on this one but i also have a proposed solution that can make people happy. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so, I actually agree that, you know, people who are biologically born male versus female have certain physiological advantages. Now, I do understand when someone goes undergoes a proper transition that they take hormones to kind of, you know, reduce the amount of testosterone that they have, and that can actually affect their physiological capabilities, um, as well as, you know, anything associated with that. Yeah, yeah. Well Um, documented, yes. Yeah. Uh, So my thing is, I feel like there should just be female-only leagues, male-only leagues, and then open leagues, somewhere where anyone can compete. It doesn't matter what the hell you look like. And we can kind of just solve that issue. It's like the gender-neutral bathroom. You put a door, it has a toilet, anyone can go in, no one cares. And I'd like to see, I I actually think you'd have a slow start at first. Right, Because people are going to be like, what the hell is this? But if you have open-ended football, open-ended basketball, and you see it in college, there's co-ed 
basketball there's co-ed dodgeball yeah dude i will fuck up some dodgeball okay uh, but yeah there, there's co-ed leagues in many yeah. sports that, that are just unprofessional and i think once you get to that arena like it won't matter what the hell someone has going on in their pants and we just need to make co-ed leagues a bigger thing and then this is a non-issue I, I I actually agree. And, and you know, j- let me just reiterate and correct me if I'm wrong here, Jay, just for anyone listening to 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 be clear here. We're, we're not talking about limiting the rights of of trans athletes. What we're talking about. And again, Jay, correct me if I'm wrong. We're, we're, what we're talking about is adjusting the way we consider like what's considered like um, fair competitive sportsmanship, because the reality is like. 80 years ago, the conversation around trans people wouldn't be like, oh, can they compete in this sport or that sport? I mean, it would be like, are they considered people who have rights, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the problem that I see is that we're trying to force people who don't fit into that male-female binary into a system based on the male-female binary. Mm -hmm. And... Of course, you're going to come up with problems. So I, I'm actually inclined to agree. We in in such that we need to readjust our concept of of competitiveness. You know, and I, I think that there is there is absolutely room for a conversation of a and type I, of league like that. You know, I also think we need to adjust our understanding of human biology because we we often focus the conversation on. People who choose to undergo this switch, so to speak. Right, right. To Um, to transition, yes. mm -hmm. Yeah. But there are just as many people who were born somewhere in between. And they don't have a choice. Like, they're not choosing one side or the other. Mm -hmm. They just are who they are. And this was highlighted in the last Olympics when there was uh, a uh, competitor who was born female. Oops. Ooh. Sorry, I'll cut that out. <laughs> I thought you were sending me off the stage. No, today. it's like, oh, you're done. <laughs> no. You know, we're going to keep that. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yeah, there was a competitor who was born female, but at the same time, her natural biology just happened to increase more or uh, the amount of testosterone that she produced naturally. So she had very masculine uh, features. Oh she yeah. What's yeah, considered yeah. I heard to be about masculine this. strength. Um, and by the way, she didn't fucking win a medal <laughs> after all of that. Right. After right, all the complaints right. and everything. Yeah. She still wasn't good enough. Like people still beat her. Um, and, and that's kind of my point. Like if you create, open-ended leagues then all of that goes away and there's no issue and and just we we understand that sometimes there's people who don't fit into this normal mold of you know male female like some people have both some people have none yeah some people have two of the same thing yeah not non-binary you know it's a it's a big tent you know Mm -hmm. um and i agree you know, uh, I, I think it's it's it, it, it's kind of funny that the the conversation around trans people and, and to be clear, I am a cis male. You know, I, I'm I can't speak from personal experience, but just as a uh, from a place of just trying to be 
you know, empathetic here. It, it, it's interesting how the the conversation has been reduced to this, to the idea of sports. And I just, I'll, I'll get to that more in a little bit, but I just find that so funny, you know? And I think that it has more to do with, like, our values as Americans than it has to do with, like, the rights of, of, of marginalized people. Ooh. You know? Um, the, you know, the, the, the former being more valued than the latter, but we'll get to that in a second. And, and yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Jay. And that's why I think Jesse Waters is a piece of shit, you know, in my opinion. He, he reduced this person to one clip. Oh, and by the way, not that this matters, but just to be clear on here, uh, Waters is misrepresenting that fight. Okay. First of all, Provost, I watched the fight. It only lasted like two rounds. And Provost, the the person that McLaughlin, the trans fighter, fought against, um, you know, was probably actually ahead on points in the first round, right? I mean, she was really getting some shots in. Um, and second of all, Provost is not really what I'd call a top-tier fighter. No disrespect to her. I can't do that shit, you know? But... According to her record, she's had two pro fights, two amateur fights, all losses. I think at least three of them by submission, you know? So, I mean, she's not like Ronda Rousey in her prime or nothing, right? And, oh, second thing, um, McLaughlin didn't just go in there and just beat the shit out of her, right? Uh, um, Provost actually lost by submission um, in the second round, um, which is her weakness is um, grappling because Provost is a boxer, actually, by trade. Just... Just want to point that out, okay? Waters is misrepresenting that bullshit. Yeah, I wonder what he would have had to say if she lost. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't. They would act like it didn't happen. Jay, you Which, know this. By the way, I'm absolutely sure there is some originally born woman out there that could beat the shit out of her. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, absolutely. They're just like there's a woman who could probably beat the shit out of me. And I'm six foot two and two hundred pounds. No, no. If I entered the open division or any division, frankly, of MMA, I would get the <laughs> shit kicked out of me. <laughs> you know, it's just like, look, man. If you can compete, you can compete, and that's kind of what we were talking about. It's like we need to we need a paradigm shift, you know, to accommodate the fact that we're not. I mean, hopefully, not as big as we once were, but. Waters is. And now that he has set that bigoted tone, right? Um, he moves on to intro uh, Governor Nome and her solution that is uh, basically a solution that is in search of a problem, effectively. At 5 p.m. today, South Dakota Governor Kristi Nome signed a bill to limit collegiate and K through 12 athletes to the sex given on their birth certificate. The bill is the strongest in the nation so far for protecting women's sports. This is about fairness. This is about making sure that our girls have a chance to be successful and to compete, to win scholarships, potentially go on and play professional sports beyond that. We want them to have the opportunity. Yeah, uh, Jay, are you aware of this epidemic of cis women in South Dakota being kept out of pro sports and college scholarships by trans women? No, but I I am aware of the epidemic of cis males converting to female just so they can beat women <laughs> at their college sports. Right, right. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, like, I mean, yeah, we can start there. Like, what kind of bullshit is that? Like, how, what, 
who in their right mind would be like, oh, you know what? I've always dreamed of going to the Olympics in basketball. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and upend my fucking life and pretend to be part of a group that is like marginalized and, you know, ostensibly one of the most like um, vulnerable to violence groups in the Have world. Have you not seen the 2002 classic Joanna Man? <laughs> oh god (laughs) maybe that's all this is man maybe they just are they just watching too many movies is that what's going on here (laughs) that's definitely what's going on (laughs) i I, I don't know i don't know well anyway they they go on and it's hard to intro this one so i'm just gonna let this one run Joining me now, Governor Christine Noem. All right, so Governor, if we decide to move to South Dakota and I bring my twin girls who are 10 years old, you're saying, and I might do this for tax purposes anyway, so you're saying that they would never have to compete against a biologically born man if that person has an M on their birth certificate. It is true that your girls will have a level playing field. They'll get the chance to compete only against other biological females as reflected on their birth certificate because we want them to have a chance to be successful. We recognize there's a lot of different competitions such as academic, debate, speech, that your biological sex isn't that much of a factor, but it is when it comes to sports. And here in South Dakota in our K-12 system and at our college level, we're gonna ensure that those girls have a chance to compete. Uh, okay. I would like to take this time to point out to our audience, uh, that, uh, Gnome has never shown a specific example of a cis girl or woman, uh, who would qualify for relief under this new law. Just to be clear, she hasn't really covered what's in it, but she's never come up with an example that, that would warrant the creation of this law. Her chief of staff, Mark Miller, right? admitted as much during a uh, state legislative committee meeting, right, from late January. Um, Oh, and by the way, before I play this clip, he also compares the issue of trans uh, girls and women in sports to terrorism. So that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I'm going to let the clip run. It runs for about a a minute, so you're going to like this one. So the clip picks up with uh, other representative, Les Meister, Uh, asking Miller what is wrong with an existing South Dakota High School Activities Association policy that has allowed the uh, participation of trans students in North, uh, excuse me, in South Dakota um, uh, in athletics since 2013. What is wrong with the South Dakota High School Activities Association's policy? Mr. Chair. Go ahead. Representative Lesmeister. In terms of protecting girls' and women's rights, we think it's more important to protect them by way of state law and not just on the policy of a private organization. Follow up? Yes. Um, May I change it a little bit different here then? What have you seen has happened in South Dakota High School sports that this policy has failed? Mr. Chair? Mm We are seeing cases, and I think the, um, the proponents have given many examples where this is happening all over the country, including our surrounding states. 
And by putting it in law, we are ensuring that what we're seeing all over the country does not happen in South Dakota. It's sort of like terrorism. You want to keep it over there, not let it get to here. Further uh, follow-up? Go ahead. I'll change a little bit more. Has this policy failed in South Dakota? Mr. Chair? I would just return to my first answer that I think protecting girl sports, Title IX is not a policy, and SB 46 shouldn't just be a policy subject to the whims of a private nonprofit organization. It should be put into state law. That's the, how we would see it here, sir. That's how they would see it, Jay. I just, it, it's like a, they're coming right for us. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we don't have this problem but it's happening in the surrounding states. So we want to make sure that they don't come over here. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. No By the way, examples. What's the population of of South Dakota? <laughs> uh population of South Dakota. We're going to do this live. I'm going to look that up. We're going to we're going to not guess on this one. Uh 884,659 as of 2019. And then I wonder what percentage just across the country of people consider themselves trans. Women. Here's what I, here's what I will tell you, Jay. This is actually thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Since the implementation of that policy in 2013, would you like to know how many trans athletes have openly competed as a trans athlete in in the high Even school? Even better. Associated? That's 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 the stat we should be looking at because that's more, you know directly involved with what we're talking about it's one <laughs> fucking one and as far as i know that person didn't get no goddamn scholarships okay which is the thing that they keep harping on oh you know girls and women are being deprived of like sp scholarships and and like pro sports and shit like that and it's just like give me a fucking break you don't give a shit about women and girls, you know? <laughs> like, if you did, let, let's talk about the abortion laws in oh, South Dakota. Christ, don't even get me started, you know? The only reason they struck down Nome's recent um, abortion law, which emulated uh, Texas's SB8, by the way, was because of, like, like technical things. It's not mm. that they were... It's not that the GOP uh, legislature was against it, like, in principle. It was like, it needs to be fine-tuned. So that's fun. <laughs> So, I found the number on South Dakota. Are you ready for this? Lay it on me, brother. Uh, and this is according to a uh, 2016 estimate. And okay. This is from Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, and this is for adults. It is 0.34% of the population. Identifies as trans? Correct. Oh, give me a fucking break. So, like, even if you account for <laughs> error and, like, people hiding... Let's triple it. Let, let's say 1% of Fucking the entire hell. population, of the entire 833,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's bullshit. And, and Anna kind of, uh, was I was talking to her about this because this is kind of more her area um, of study. And that's what she was saying. She's like 1%, maybe 3%. And that's the most liberal estimate. That anyone can give three percent that's know? very liberal yeah um uh, <laughs> because yeah. in the entire country wikipedia is showing uh like half a percent 
almost yeah. 0.6. Yeah, no, it's it, it 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 is a solution in search of a problem, as as many have said about these types of laws. And as you heard, Mark Miller basically admit there's no um, examples in South Dakota, you know, uh, where this has been a problem. You know, but the examples that you can find, according to Mark Miller, are indicative of a situation that, according to him, is analogous to terrorism. Right? Don't forget that. 0.34% of the people are coming right for us. They're, <laughs> they're coming right at us. <laughs> you know, I you know, I kind of find that analogy interesting, Jay, because, you know, if we continue down that pot, that path logically, right, that means that Various states, individual states, are morally and financially compelled to provide uh, material support to states fighting against the rights of trans students, right? That was what the Coalition of the Willing was back in the Bush days. Mm -hmm. So what they're saying here is that allowing trans students to compete, well, specifically trans girls and women, to compete in sports uh, is like terrorism, then what we're saying here is that we have a moral obligation to put a stop to that, which is, you know, pretty fucked up. I just, and, and that's why overall this being such a a pivotal part of our political discourse is ridiculous to me. Now, it's not to say, like, this is a marginalized population and we should be looking out for them. But to sit here and make laws that affect 0.58% of the entire country's population is just a colossal waste of time. It's a colossal waste of time and energy and resources and a distraction, if you if you really ask me. Well, I mean, as as Anna pointed out to me earlier offline, it's the latest casualty of the of the culture war. It's a it's if you're if the goal of government is to create like an efficient society, you know, that benefits, you know, the, the, the largest share of people, you know, a certain type of utilitarianism. Right. Um, or, or, or any type of just general kind of approach that you know, doesn't infringe on people's natural rights, then this is, this is very stupid, you know, but if you know that this type of rhetoric will inspire certain people to give you a lot of money, then it's not a waste of time to them, you know, and that's what, that's what this is all about. Effectively. The grift. The grift, baby. And the fear mongering. You know it. And, uh, yeah. But yeah, back to Waters and Gnome, speaking of uh, fear-mongering. Uh, so in this clip, Gnome briefly describes basically what SB 46 really does. Is there any wiggle room here? Because there were some issues with the NCAA and sponsorships and boycotts. Is this thing airtight? It is. And what it does is it allows the girls that didn't make the team because a biological male made the team, it allows them the chance to go after litigation for the opportunity to play. It doesn't uh, create a trial lawyer's dream and uh, create a lot of new litigious opportunities. What it does is it says, listen, I want an opportunity to play. And it gives them the chance to challenge that school district to be a part of that team. Yeah. Yeah, private lawsuits. You know, I'm, I'm really, this is starting to make me angry. 
<laughs> because South Dakota is 45th in this entire fucking country in terms of their population of mm-hmm. LGBTQ plus people. <laughs> so, like, this is this is this is so ridiculous that they're spending time and money on it. Like, <laughs> yep. I, I I don't understand why this is the thing. They're, I mean, they're just being mean, dude. It's it's fundraising, you know. Uh, that's that's. It, it. <sighs> I I I don't get it either. But in essence, what SB forty six does, um, is it, it allows for a cis girl or woman, uh, to you know, depending on whether they're you know high school or or college, um, to bring a private lawsuit against a school, a district, a team, etc. All right. If they believe that their spot was taken by a trans girl or woman. Now, I read the bill. Okay. And I'm not a lawyer. And as I kind of alluded to earlier, Jay, I had a friend of mine who is a lawyer actually take a look at this and break it down into terms that I could explain. Uh, basically, I'm going to paraphrase him here. Right. Uh, pretty much this is what it what's going on with SB 46. It's trying to piggyback on the anti-abortion law language. Right of texas and it's basing that on the uh, ability to give people the private right of action a lawsuit okay so in this particular case according to my friend um if you are uh, a cis girl right who didn't make a sports team right because supposedly a trans girl took your spot right or if you reported that a trans girl shouldn't be on this team and you are retaliated against by the, the school or school district, then you can bring a case against the school. Okay. You with me so far, Jay? Yeah. And I want to keep going, but this has very birther esque feels to me, like where it's going to put the, the burden of proof on the accused, uh, which, you know, you get to teenage, women trans or not this could cause issues oh yeah (laughs) because absolutely but keep going yeah so so with that in mind right so you so if you are a cis girl you can you can basically bring suit um because a trans girl took your spot on a sports team effectively right so um you can do that and if you were um retaliate against supposedly by bringing that up to the school and they retaliate against you then um you know you you uh can also bring suit and here's the thing the other part of this law is that if you're the school that kicked a trans girl in this case girl um off of a team for being trans then the state attorney general will defend the school so it's coming and going you see jay like it's it the deck is stacked you see what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all government resources are in favor of uh, whoever is kicking uh, this this hypothetical trans girl off of this girl's team of the accusers. Exactly, exactly. And that's that's effectively what this law is. The end result being that a judge basically picks the roster of a team of a sports team because there's no there's no monetary relief there's only like uh, relief in terms of determining in this case who's on the team yeah and as i was alluding to earlier people i was going to say kids are assholes 
but people are assholes. <laughs> so what's to stop some asshole from accusing their teammate of being the wrong gender and then starting this political, well, we won't say political, but starting this uh, litigious process just because they lost a spot in the team and they don't like the way this person looks. And then that person is going to have the burden of proof whether or not they were like actually born uh, as a female they're going to have this burden of proof put on them and it's going to be humiliating to them whether or not they actually are or aren't a trans person. Yeah, no, because I mean, we have this, this transphobia and it's, it, it's just a thing that will result in like, like frivolous lawsuits and stuff like that. You know, you know, also, by the way, uh, <laughs> um, the, the, here, here's the funny thing about this. The, the, the law actually includes something, that it refers to as sovereign immunity. And according to my buddy, um, this is basically San, uh, South Dakota trying to keep the feds out of their shit. You know what I mean? But that, by, that good term sovereign, I am a sovereign citizen. Yeah. It, it's the idea they want to. Yeah, exactly. Like they can do whatever they want, you know? And, um, you know, but, but as my friend explained to me, just, just because you write something like that into a law doesn't make it so. You know, he compared it to, like, if there's any, like, office fans out there, it's kind of like when Michael Scott went out into the middle of the office and declared ba- bankruptcy by literally screaming, I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> that that That's not a thing. That's not how that works, you know? <laughs> so, I'm definitely... By the way, a whole other episode, but I just want to say that all these people who think they can survive in a world like a truly libertar- libertarian or sovereign world, like you won't. You're no. not smart enough. Oh no, <laughs> you just aren't. And no, as smart, as smart as you think you are, you're not. Yeah, no, you're full. No, you're <laughs> completely full of shit. Somebody is yeah. gonna come along and and fucking eat you. You know, it, and it won't even be another human. Like you, you won't be able to survive without AC in the heat. <laughs> or, or heat in the winter yeah like yeah, yeah you you can't you know, like yeah okay maybe you know how to kill a deer uh and gut it uh, like good for you hooray yeah, yeah uh uh but you 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 won't yeah yeah <laughs> you're not and, smart enough <laughs> and it's and, and you know what and and on a long enough timeline dude it's not even about smart it's like you will get older you yes know? you you will get sick you know, uh, it, it, it's one of those things where it's just like, it, it's kind of like I always say libertarianism. That's a young person's game. You know, <laughs> you know, no, nobody with like an autoimmune disorder is talking about like, oh, I don't want the government involved in anything. <laughs> exactly. Know? Right. It's like, that's, that's, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is the type of shit, you know, and, and, and you know they they try to include that they try to include that sovereign immunity bullshit and and that's that's nonsense that law it, it's just it's hurtful and it's stupid so you know that that's that's pretty much my take on on the anti trans plank of the GOP platform so all right we're going to move on next one up uh we're going to take a trip to Florida jay 
where Ron DeSantis is leading the fight against wokeness. Are you ready for this? I'm, I'm very familiar with Florida. Fuck uh, yeah, I'll man. openly admit that I'm a Florida man. It's okay. I have not tried bath salts, though. So they sound interesting. <laughs> you know, it's funny, actually, when I was in the army um, in Germany, that was like just becoming a thing. There was a lot of guys who were doing bath salts. Um, they were like, no, nah, dude, it's just great. to get by or, or like, I, you know, to actually I, bathe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, guys, you know, I, and you know, people who weren't in the service probably don't know this. Like substance abuse, unfortunately is a big part of the coping mechanism of the military. It's a big part of the coping me- mechanism of the planet. True. The drug war is stupid. We've, we've wasted trillions of dollars, but I just mean it in the sense that a lot of people hold themselves high and mighty, but they'll go home and drink a six pack every night after they're done working. That is a or, good point. Or whatever their country's version of alcohol is, or there's other equivalent drugs, like even a cigarette, uh, hashish. Sure, sure. Um, some people just overeat, but every human being has a coping mechanism no doubt no doubt oh we should do something on nixon and the origin of the modern drug war huh uh i've asked for that okay i'm calling you out (laughs) in front of the entire world (laughs) okay okay i actually have a couple of speeches i have in mind just for this so we're gonna we're gonna fucking do this but for now we're gonna focus on ron DeSantis, the the florida man now jay i want to i want to tell you most of these clips I'm about to play, okay, uh, they're they're a little old, okay. They're from December fifteenth, right? They're from an announcement given by DeSantis regarding a certain bill that he is proposing, and I wanted to focus on a particular proposed law at that event, but I've not found the text of that exact law online so far. Uh, I did find a law referred to in Florida as Senate Bill one forty eight also known as the Individual Freedom Bill, which is pretty funny in its own right. But I got to say, um, I got a little too into uh, DeSantis's uh, rhetoric on during this announcement from December 15th. And I'm going to focus on that because, you know, he kind of fancies himself as an aficionado on like civics, American history and whatnot. So I want to finish up this Ron episode. Ron DeSantis? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's news to me. Oh, dude, just color me surprised. Oh, just you wait, sir. Just you wait. And I'm only gonna do the first couple of minutes because he was talking for like 20 fucking minutes during this event. So you know, yeah, I I, I want to focus on the man himself. Um, one because he is a viable candidate for better or worse for the Republican nomination for president in 2024. And two, this man was a little wild in his transparency in this particular sort of speech he gave. So I'm just going to dive right into it, man. Uh, first up DeSantis. And again, this is uh, December 15th of 2021. DeSantis called this, this hour long media event to announce like a certain piece of legislation that he intends to introduce uh, the following year in the Florida legislation. So first up, DeSantis brags about renewed requirements for patriotic education. 
I think it's important to say, you know, what are we doing uh, positively in terms of what we want to be in our schools? And I think we've done more than any other state uh, to place a renewed emphasis on American civics and teaching kids about the Constitution and what it means to be an American. And we've been able to get requirements back into the high schools, which is very important. Uh, we have the ability and we'll be doing uh, exams when people leave school, which will be like a citizenship exam that naturalized immigrants have to take. Because at the end of the day, everybody that comes through our school system some will go into a variety of different fields, but everyone's going to be an American citizen, and they're going to have duties and responsibilities, and they need to understand what that means, and they need to understand the principles that our country was founded upon. Yeah, they need to understand those principles, Jay. So, first of all, I'd just like to say, uh, as someone who claims to be a civics aficionado, that's fucking uh, high school government... <laughs> like, <laughs> like freshman year, like you you do get taught in school how the government is supposed to work. Sure, now, whether or not you pay attention is a whole other thing, <laughs> and whether or not the teacher is getting paid enough to care about whether or not you learned is a whole other other thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and to be clear, Jay, this this is coming from DeSantis, who's a key, who is a huge anti quote-unquote crt type okay Ooh, ooh, you said the dirty word oh yeah i did baby crt or the dirty yeah. acronym sorry that's that's some taboo shit right there folks yeah <laughs> and by crt i mean the fake crt which is a catch-all for anything that's counter to christian white male hegemony okay just so we're all on the same page here um yeah, so the you know the whole civics thing, man. That's really that's really funny to me. I just you know what's really funny to me the fact that he said he's trying to institute a test for people to take after they graduate. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. So so actually, it's already a state law that um, if you're seeking like an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree in the state of Florida, you do have to take a, a type of like Florida civics exam. Or some shit. I glad I missed that boat. Fuck, dude. <laughs> I would have passed thoroughly, bro. But I would have been very angry having to take something like that. Now, Jay, this is some Orwellian shit right here. This makes me think of like patriotic education training right here. You know, one might ask, you know, with all this like, you know, propaganda and like, you know, oh, teaching kids, you know, civics in like a, a overtly American way, you know, or at least you know the American myth way. Um, you got to wonder, it's like, are the teachers who are highly educated, are they going to go for this, Jay? You know? <laughs> Fear not. Fear not, Jay, because I got news for you. DeSantis has got it figured out. And he's thinking, what if we just kind of bribe them? We also have been able to help teachers. Uh, we just launched, and it's going to come into effect next year, the uh, civics, we call it like a civics training program, where if you go through it, really get deep knowledge and understanding on the fundamentals, you get a $3,000 bonus. And so that's something that we think is very, very positive. So. Yeah, it's fucking positive, Jay. So he's going to pay teachers to learn what they already know. <laughs> well. So that. Well, and you're right. It is Florida. Maybe they don't all know it. <laughs> but I can guarantee you, 
at least the history teachers and there's literally a class called U.S. government that I had to take in high school in order to graduate. I think those people would know the answers to that test. You know it. You know it. And here, here, here's the thing. This We're talking about retraining for teachers. These are teachers who are already certified, presumably, right? And this is presumably. retraining. Yeah, presumably. Well, let's say they are. And this is retraining for teachers in civics, okay, for 3000 bucks. Now, by the way, Jay, this is probably unrelated, okay? But according to reporting by CNN last year, Florida has thousands of teacher vacancies. And one of the reasons, uh, according to the Florida Education Association, is the fact that Florida teachers are underpaid. Um, according to the National Education Association, they are $10,000 under the national average and 49th in the nation in terms of teacher salary. Yeah, I, I personally know teachers in Florida and they're definitely well underpaid. I guess what I'm getting at here is like, you know, I don't want to get into like conspiracy theory land, but if you wanted to create an incentive to sort of like um, indoctrinate teachers to your agenda, maybe money is the best way to go if they are almost dead last in terms of teacher pay. Just saying. Yeah, but as I said, people will be people and people are going to just cheat on the test and get the $3,000 and still not teach. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> <laughs> still not teach what they're supposed to be teaching. That's a good point. That's a good point. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to play all these clips of this announcement, right? Because um, I, I have a point, I promise. Um, de, de, you know, DeSantis, you know, he's on a roll now. Okay, and this is all about like creating like a narrative to justify the laws that he's proposing, right? And now he proceeds to tell the audience why it's important uh, that students understand the founding of the United States. So we want all our students to understand why was our, our country founded? What were some of the key ideas that made us different? I mean, for example, you know, our founding fathers said that we are endowed by our creator with unalienable rights. The rights do not come from government. So these are, these are natural rights and we create a constitutional system not to give us rights, but to protect the rights that we already have. And we have a constitutional system that's laid out and not just having a judiciary, an executive, a legislature, but also having 50 state governments and federalism and all these different things that are designed to be able uh, to maintain and pre preserve a free society. And we've seen those ideas tested over the years throughout our history. And you've had different people with different views about it. I mean, if you look at President Lincoln, when uh, before he became president running for the Senate, he was running against a guy named Stephen Douglas. And Douglas was basically saying that, you know, the founders, you know, wanted slavery. It was important to have. And all of a sudden Lincoln said, no, 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 that wasn't what they wanted. They disfavored it. They wanted it to be, they wanted it to, to, to go away. They created uh, the Declaration of Independence to say everybody had rights. And so Lincoln prevailed uh, ultimately in that debate Three once he became compromise. elected president. <laughs> the, the fuck is this guy talking about? He, he's a <laughs> civics aficionado. Mm -hmm. uh, let's, let's start with A, 
what what is he talking about 50, <laughs> 50 states at the beginning of the country? Because uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. if I remember correctly, there were 13 colonies. <laughs> uh, and like I said, uh, high school is the extent <laughs> of my my civics education. But I, but I remember that. Uh, and then this whole idea of uh, the founding founders not wanting slaves. Half those motherfuckers had slaves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, I say half, but probably all of them. <laughs> we just didn't A hear about the rest of them. A shitload of them. I mean, the fact that there was even <laughs> one of them. You know? And, yeah. and, and then they wrote in to the Constitution, the three-fifths compromise, just to get the half of the 13 states that weren't going to sign up to sign up. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Just Mr. Rewriting. Civics aficionado. Yeah, like, just rewriting oh rewriting history, you know? I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's no wonder this fucking guy is just like, no, like, I mean, you know, I mean, he doesn't know what real critical race theory actually is, you know? Uh, so that I just want to say, that's the real fucking problem. So, you know, everyone's on this tirade right now about critical race theory, mm-hmm. but that's the problem. They're going to start teaching history like whatever the fuck DeSantis just said, which is not the truth at all. Nope, 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 nope. Not and if you go against that, oh, you're breaking the law. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not even like you're lying. You're breaking the law. You can get sued. You can go to jail. You can. There's consequences to telling the truth. And uh, what's all this about scare tactics about China? This is sounding <laughs> very, very close to what's going on with China and how they treat their their more sorted sorted parts of history. Yeah, and and that's the thing. And it's just like you know, it, it's almost to the point where it's just like it's. I feel sad because pointing this out is almost like cliche at this point, but like this is the party that complains about censorship, you know, and this is literally censorship, you know, you, you can't, you know, I mean, first government shall make no laws, you know, And, and it's just like, there's no, there's no interpretation of this where like this fucking flies, you know, I, I don't understand why. And, you know, I don't believe, I don't think they give a shit. If this if these laws stand up, it's just the fact that they're actually doing it and they get donations. You know, I'm a pessimist. I think that's all this is, is just uh, ways so they can get donations. Yeah, they're just they're Like I said, it's or like we say almost every week, it's the fear mongering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the trans people, the 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 eight. <laughs> The 8,000 trans people in, in South Dakota right. oh, are, are coming to get them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's just like, and I and I love how DeSantis, he hit that, nas- that Christian nationalism bell there. You know what I mean? And, and you know, the, the, the idea of like natural rights from our creators, which supersedes the word of humans. Right, which is mm-hmm. which is bullshit, by the way, because that concept is based, you know, on a lot of philosophers. But you know, one of the main ones was John Locke, who is a human man in history. You know, you know, and, and the second thing, these these he talks about, like you know, testing our society and the different views of people, right, in history. 
right? I think those were significant because we weren't a fair and just society. Like he, he tries to play it off. Like we were a fair and just society from, from the jump. Right. And people had like minor disagreements, you know, (laughs) minor, minor disagreements. Yeah. Acting like slavery wasn't a fucking thing. Acting like Jim Crow wasn't a fucking thing, you know, acting like the whole reason this country even started because people were being oppressed for their religious beliefs. Yeah. Wasn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable to me, you know? Also, by the way, if people weren't being oppressed, if there weren't serious human rights violations, then why the hell would the Lincoln Douglas debates be historically significant? Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. Oh, 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 by the way, also, uh, Lincoln, the idea that Lincoln prevailed against slavery when he was elected president. So I guess we're going to pretend that the whole Civil War thing, right? That was, (laughs) oh, dude, that was just the South being extra. We'd already solved slavery and racism, y'all, you know? And and also, anyone who knows anything about civic history knows that Lincoln did not want to free the slaves. Oh, shit, no. (laughs) He did not. It, it was about preserving the union by any means necessary because mm-hmm. he was the fucking president, you know? And it took a bit of convincing. And then he was like, all right, I'll try this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and also the idea that he was arguing against slavery in general is is not necessarily true in the Lincoln-Douglas debates. The big theme in the Lincoln-Douglas Lincoln, uh, debates was about expansion of slavery into, you know, American territories that were becoming states. Because, you know, up until 1820, you had the Missouri, I believe it was the Missouri Compromise, the idea that, like, you know, Missouri could be admitted, but, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily going to go that way. And then in 1854 they create a new compromise where um a new territory becoming a state could vote whether or not they wanted to allow slavery that was the main point of all of their debates you know oh and by the way um in those debates where he was running against stephen douglas for senator uh douglas won everybody just want to be clear on that. just want to be clear on that point so next up uh next up we got more desantis um and we've got him pretending that the u.s won uh, you know because he's a civics aficionado uh we got uh desantis pretending that the u.s won world war ii single-handedly and he recalls the one quote from martin luther king jr that politicians actually want to acknowledge and then you look at what the what people in our country have done defeating nazism in world war ii uh when the world really hung in the balance and that was america that did it and they did it because they believed in having a free society you think about what mlk uh stood for he said he didn't want people judged on the color of their skin but on the content of their character you listen to some of these people nowadays they don't talk about that Keep that man's name out of your mouth, you motherfucker. Uh, I just want, I want to judge Ron DeSantis on the, char- <laughs> the content of his character. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll take this piece by piece, Jay. Um, first of all, World War II and defeating the Nazis. Okay. So on DeSantis's oversimplification. So are we just going to pretend that the Nazis weren't fighting or excuse me, that the Russians weren't fighting the Nazis for years um, and managed to hold them off against all odds? You know, I, I mean, 
are are we going to not mention the fact that you know America refused to get involved initially, in part because of the very first America First campaign, which advocated the type of hands-off isolationist rhetoric that someone like DeSantis should really get behind? Are we going to pretend that too, Ron? Oh, and of course, the reference to MLK, the one reference to Martin Luther King Jr. that people like him can make, right? Ignoring the fact that Martin Luther King Jr. was repeatedly jailed, targeted by local, state, and federal law enforcement entities, uh, was generally unpopular by any given polls of his day, and later lamented the fact that white moderates were perhaps the greatest obstacle to equality? And how about the fact that he was vilified by Jerry Falwell and all the Christian nationalist ilk as an agitator or a communist agent? Or how about the fact that he was ultimately assassinated? I'm glad you've run out of words. I, I, <laughs> because I could of how keep ridiculous. going. <laughs> this is, it's, it's completely ridiculous. No, it's, it's complete bullshit. It's complete bullshit. But, you know, don't worry, Jay, because DeSantis is going to continue to set the tone for his version of civics. And uh, next up, we've got DeSantis uh, whitewashing the Cold War and also he gets a little uh, anti-Semitic. And then more recently, it was the United States uh, that was able uh, to win the Cold War uh, and defeat Soviet communism. Now, I think that there's more of these people coming out of the woodwork than we ever thought nowadays, which is unfortunate. And uh, there's a lot of problems with Marxism in our hemisphere, and we see what's going on uh, with authoritarian countries like China. But nevertheless, people thought that we wouldn't be able to beat the Soviet Union, and we did it. And so these are really important things that, that people need to have a great understanding of. And I think what you see now with the rise of this woke ideology uh, is an attempt to really delegitimize our history and to delegitimize our institutions. And I view the wokeness as a form of cultural Marxism. Uh, they want to tear... Yeah, clapping, clapping, clapping for that. Stop cult- woke. <laughs> clapping for that cultural Marxism, Jay. <laughs> you know it. I just, I mean, you know what? America's standard for victory. Maybe that's the problem. Because like, <laughs> he said we we won the Cold War. Maybe that's why we think we won the uh, Afghanistan War and. Uh, the Gulf War and War and on Terror, the War, the war on, on Drugs, terror, you know, the War on Yeah, because we don't know what winning actually is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's bullshit too. And for those of you listening who don't know this, like Jay and I know this, cultural Marxism is actually a code word for an anti anti-semitic conspiracy theory of the far right that claims that western marxism of the 20th century was an attempt to undermine christian conservative values so yeah go fuck yourself desantis i'm sorry i i'm just maybe i'm cursing more than i usually do but this guy just makes me furious as you should yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's desantis for you you know and you know, uh, just one more here. You know, DeSantis claims, you know, he goes on and he claims that, like, you know, removing statues 
you know, is part of a plan to install a militant leftist ideology or some shit like that, you know? And he finally, DeSantis finally uh, says the name of the bill that he is, uh, you know, proposing. And it's a really stupid name. It violates Florida standards to scapegoat someone based on their race, to say that, you know, they're inherently racist, to say that they're an oppressor or oppressed or any of that. And that's good and that's important. Uh, but we also have to realize that um, we got to do more to make sure that that actually carries the day in the classrooms and in, in our society. So today we are going to be introducing to the public and and we have legislators who are going to help us with this um, a new piece of legislation for the upcoming legislative session called stop wrongs against our kids and employees act the stop woke act and it's something that and this will do a number of things that are very important yeah it will yeah it will jay the stop, stop woke Yep, it's funny too. I wonder how long it took them to come up with that acronym. Like, like force words into it. (laughs) You know, it's funny. He changed it later on because uh, stop, stop, uh, whatever the fuck. There was an A in there, so it is actually stop wayak, wayoke, or something. (laughs) (laughs) So he he changed it. He changed it later on. Oh my god! So that's a stupid fucking name. You know, and, uh, you know, it's like they're not even trying, Jay. It should be called a stay sleep act. <laughs> <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, DeSantis, you know, he, he, you know, he goes on about what the Stop Woke Act will do over several minutes, you know. But, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, just rather than listen to him anymore, I'm just going to read from a flyer. From the governor's website. I'm going to read this right now. Here we go. This is the Stop Woke Act. Oh, and by the way, when he changed the name, when he realized that he actually spelled out Stop Wayoke, um, now he changed it to Stop the Wrongs to Our Kids and Employees Act. Um, so here we go. Schools, protecting our teachers and students. This is the flyer. I'll, I'll link this in the show notes codifies the Florida Department of Education's prohibition on teaching critical race theory in K through 12 schools prohibits school districts colleges and universities from hiring woke CRT consultants yeah he literally says woke uh, <laughs> I can't right now corporations right cuz we're 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 dealing with the private sector now jay fuck the uh fuck the free market We're going to tell them what to do. Protecting our employees and workplaces. Protects employees against a hostile work environment due to critical race theory training. And finally, consequences. You know what, Jay, let me ask you. What do you think the consequences are for violating the Stop Woke Act? Oh, it's probably money because they're grifters. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm assuming like fines and and bullshit like that. Oh, you know it. You know it. (laughs) Provides employees, parents, and students a private right of action. So this is more emulating uh, Texas's Senate Bill 8. Mm -hmm. Private citizens can sue. And also strengthens enforcement authority of the Florida Department of Education. For those of you who don't know, um, at the urging of uh, Senator DeSantis last, I believe it was June, 
uh, thereabouts last summer. Um, the Florida Department of Education effectively banned what they consider CRT, which is the fake CRT. It's bullshit. So this just codifies that policy into law. So it's just, it's all fucking nonsense. Like I said, I just get angry that they're spending so much time on this bullshit. And there's people like literally homeless in the streets. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. There's teachers who can't afford to eat. Yeah. There's there's just so many other issues that are way higher up. Yeah. Than staying asleep or yeah, stopping yeah, woke. Yeah, stopping woke or staying asleep <laughs> or something. Yeah, but don't forget, Jay, we have to we have to do our part to combat the fucking um one percent of South Dakota that wants to play basketball or, <laughs> or something. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, so here here's here's the funny part, Jay. The the critics of of bills like this, and I'm I'm gonna go over the actual bill. I, it's not called the Stop Woke Bill, like I said. It's called the Individual Freedom Bill SB 148. Um, critics have said that um, the intention of bills like these, laws like these, are to have like a chilling effect on like you know educators, you know, who are gonna be afraid of legal action, and you know that would be bad, Jay, if DeSantis basically admitted that that was one of the features of this bill. But wait. And so we are going to be including in this legislation giving parents a private right of action to be able to enforce the prohibition on CRT, and they get to recover attorney's fees uh, when they prevail, which is very important. And yes, there will be a fortified ability for the State Department of Education to hold people accountable. But honestly, the parents know uh, best what's going on, and they're in the best position to be able to do it. And here's the thing. Uh, a lot of times, these people will fear lawsuits more than a, a fine from the State Department of Education, because when you do a lawsuit, you get discovery, and you're subject to that. And when they say they're not doing CRT, and then you have all this information showing that they are doing it, uh, it really is an uncomfortable position for them. So I think that gives parents the ability to go in and ensure that our state standards are being followed. So I saw you nodding there, Jay. You, you, you get it, right? Oh, yeah. It makes me want to move to Malta and start creating <laughs> CRT educational videos and just distributing them to every state that's against it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and it sounds familiar, right? He, he, he kind of, DeSantis gave away the game there, right? He basically admitted that this is supposed to have a chilling effect on educators, that it's supposed to make them think twice because of fear of litigation. That's like the one thing you're not supposed to do. But, I mean, who the fuck is going to stop them at this point? You know? So, yeah. Um, at this point, Jay um, DeSantis, he's fucking vamping. You know, he's just he's just rattles off a few examples of cherry-picked, uh, you know, cases from across the country over several years 
Um, examples of like equity training at corporations, etc. You know, and he claims that this type of training is part of a corporate CRT, which is really corporate sanctioned racism. You know, like the idea that Bank of America is telling you not to be a racist asshole and that's racism. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> so. Let's, uh, with that in mind, let's just get into this fucking bill, shall we? I mean, because at this point, I haven't even told you what's in it. So we will get right into it. I'm just going to peruse this one because it's like, this shit is unreal. Like the stuff that they have in this. Hold on a second. Let me pull this up real quick. How, how long is this bill? It's about 18 pages, but I'm going to give you the highlights. Okay. It's not too bad. One. Hold on. We're almost there. Ooh, not not F semicolon prota. We want Florida. <laughs> Drunk typing is not good. I don't recommend it. <laughs> Here we go. All right. I got this shit. Here we go. Come on. Come on. All right. So, you know, this, this, this bill effectively, it's just, like I said, it's, it's bullshit. Um, it, it, it's a lot of propaganda and, you know, the result of propaganda. So here we go. So this is, yeah, actually, you know, actually, let me ask you, Jay, have you heard anything about a Florida law that makes it illegal to make people uncomfortable about talking about race effectively? Aside from the stop woke. Well, so so stop woke. I, I don't know if it's actually called that. I don't know if DeSantis realized it was stupid. I haven't found the actual text of the quote unquote stop woke bill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have found Senate Bill 148, the Individual Freedom uh, Act, okay? And which mirrors a lot of what he claimed was going to happen in the Stop Woke Bill. So let's see here. Uh, I'm just going to read off of this. Subjecting any individual as a condition of employment, membership, certification, licensing, credentialing, or passing an examination, or training, instruction, or any other required activity that espouses, promotes, advances, inculcates, or compels such individual to believe any of the following concepts constitutes discrimination based on race, color, sex, or national origin under the section. So basically what they're saying is whatever I say next is a violation of someone's civil rights based on race, color, sex, or national origin. Okay. So number one, um, if you, if any, any, private company or school that promotes the idea that members of one race, color, sex, or national origin are morally superior to members of another race, sex, color, or national origin. You see where this is going? Morally superior. Yeah. Number two, uh, an individual by virtue of his or her race, color, sex, or national origin is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive whether consciously or unconsciously. Unconsciously? <laughs> what? So, 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 okay. So this requires a little clarification. This is the fake version of CRT that the GOP likes to tout. Okay. The idea mm. that, that it, that critical race theory as a, as a framework focuses on individual action when in fact it's the exact opposite. As we know, and it's, these motherfuckers just don't want to feel bad for being racist. Assholes. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Um, uh, number three, uh, an individual's moral character or status as either privileged or oppressed is necessarily determined by his or her race, color, sex, or national origin. It, it, it goes on like this. 
basically it's the idea that like any mention effectively that um some that you know race is a systemic problem in the united states um is not allowed you can't talk about 18 that. pages of this 18 pages is fucking shit right <laughs> yeah yeah oh but but you know numbers uh seven and eight are really fun um this is also not allowed uh the idea that you promote an idea that quote and i an individual should feel discomfort guilt anguish or any other form of psychological distress on account of his or her race color sex or national origin so you can't make people feel uncomfortable jay I feel uncomfortable being told that I can't make people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Number eight, such virtues. This is the part that I really like. Such virtues as merit, excellence, hard work, fairness, neutrality, objectivity, or and racial colorblindness are racist or sexist or were created by members of a particular race, color, sex, or national origin to oppress members of another race, color, sex, or national origin. So basically what they're saying is the, the, you know, the, the, the concept of like, you know, like mostly white people will be like, oh, I'm colorblind. I'm not racist. I don't see race. You know what I mean? I don't see color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, this is, this is SB 148. And you know, it's funny is that it's not just racial things. It's also, there's, there's, um, there's a section here that says that um, abstinence will be the standard in terms of sex education. Yeah. They just snuck that in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just scanning through it right now. Um, hold on a second. Let me let me get it. To, I'm gonna get it to you real quick. Is this actually gonna pass? I see. Here's the thing, dude. I don't know. I really don't know. It's Florida. It. It fucking might. <laughs> Just might. You know? Hold on a second. Florida might stop woke. Stop, stop woke. There, I sent a link in the chat window if you want to look at that yourself. So, yeah. So, that's that's the type of shit that's going on. And we got some patriotic shit in here, too. This is good, too. Um, here we go. Section T. In order to encourage patriotism, the sacrifices that veterans and Medal of Honor recipients have made in serving our country and protecting democratic values worldwide, such instruction must occur on or before Medal of Honor Day, Veterans Day, Memorial Day. Members of the instructional staff are encouraged to use the assistance of local veterans and Medal of Honor recipients when practicable. Holy shit. I just... <laughs> no, sorry. I just randomly clicked... <laughs> And I'm on page 17. Uh, I guess that's a bad random click. <laughs> um, but there's uh, health issues. Yeah. Reproductive yeah. health and disease education. A public school student whose parent makes written request to the school principal shall be exempted from the teaching of reproductive health or any disease, including HIV slash AIDS. <laughs> and according in accordance with some fucking law, <laughs> uh, each school district, like what? What? Yeah. 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 You like that? You like that? So That's they're, they're jamming everything in here, dude. Um, oh, this is great. This is page 10. The legislature acknowledged the fundamental truth that all individuals are equal before the law and have inalienable rights. Accordingly, instruction on the topics enumerated in this section and 
supporting materials must be consistent with the following principles of individual freedom. No individual is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously, solely by virtue of his or her race or sex. I just, I don't even want to read any more of this. This is, oh my God. This is garbage. So, yeah. So th- yeah, you get it, right? This is basically <laughs> their, ver- this is their version. This is their pretend version of what critical race theory is. I'm just mad they're they're wasting money and time on this <laughs> bullshit. Like there's real problems. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and this bill applies to work and school. Um, you know, it's like you can't compel people to feel ashamed or discomfort because of their affiliation with a certain race. Hold on a second. There's some stuff that didn't make the cut. How do you have stuff that didn't make the cut? <laughs> uh, so I see a strikeout. For uh, this is line 250, page nine. The character development curriculum for grades nine through 12 shall, in a minimum, include instruction on developing leadership skills, interpersonal skills, organizational skills, research skills, creating a resume, including a digital resume, exploring career pathways. This seems to me like stuff that schools should be teaching. <laughs> yeah, so this, and this is, is stuff what that got was, struck out the bill. Yeah, this is stuff that was stricken. Yeah. What? Yeah, this is stuff that was, I think, originally what? in the, the law that they t- took out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Managing stress and expectations. Developing <laughs> skills that enable students to become more resilient and self-motivated. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Oh, and there's a whole week apparently dedicated to um, Holocaust awareness. Um, which, I mean, okay, fine. Fine, but this whole country's dedicated to Holocaust awareness. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You know, here's the thing, Jay. It talks about Holocaust awareness. It talks about the experience of, you know, the uh, the slave trade, obviously. But Florida, being Florida, the one thing it glaringly neglects is the experience of Indigenous Americans. The Seminoles, in yeah. particular. Yeah, they were Does, the, that's where this trail of tears started, right? I don't think it mentions them fucking once. Here, let me let me be one hundred percent sure here. We're gonna do the click find. I'm gonna put the word indigenous in here. Uh, zero, zero fucking times. Is the word indigenous? Yep, zero, nothing, nada. <sighs> I tried native just in case they weren't. Uh, <laughs> nothing. 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 Fuck it. Anyways. Yeah. So I, 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 I just wanted to focus on the laws themselves, Jay, because I, again, as I said in the beginning, I normally overlook them because they're sad, but this is the result. You know, this, this is the reality and this is what it all comes down to. When we elect people like this to public office, they have the power, the authority, the, influence to create things like this um to create laws that you know discriminate against one percent of the population because it gets them um donations to create laws that that combat a problem that doesn't really exist i i don't know did we learn anything today um I learned that if I try hard enough, I can stop woke.
<laughs> I also, I'm not going to lie, I didn't know the number. I knew the number was low, and I knew this is a bullshit issue, but 0.58% of the population uh, as of 2016 is considered to be a, a transgender adult. And mm-hmm. I learned that today. Yeah. Uh, I learned yeah. that it is a non-fucking issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, su- such that like the idea that they can influence anything in in those numbers. It, it is an issue in that you know they're being discriminated against for political capital. You know. Um, and and I have to apologize. I misspoke earlier. South Dakota is forty fifth when it comes to overall population. But they're actually eighth when it comes to their uh, rank of percentage of LGBTQ population. But it's because their huh. population is so low. So you gotta that, know how that's the interesting. Work. Actually, you're talking like per capita. Yeah, per capita. Huh. That actually is interesting. Hmm. We'll probably probably look into. But that. it's because the population is so low. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still, that is that actually is fascinating. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So maybe they are coming right for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris the trans terrorists are coming to take over the school sports. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're going to fucking destroy they're, our they're, country from the polo field. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to the water polo field. They're going <laughs> to they're going to fucking co-opt uh, uh, the NCAA, you know, which is a problem unto itself. <laughs> Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, all right. I, I'm i depressed, Jay. I don't know about you. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm not depressed, but I'm a little <laughs> bit... I, normally, I'm fine at the end of these things, but I'm just sure. a little bit angry because now I know the real numbers, so now I know these people are really full of shit. Like, they're yeah. really wasting our time. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it just makes me a little bit angry, that's all. A little bit angrier than I was before about it. Uh, but I can get by. I have this uh, shaker and spoon drink there that you go. I made to help me there get through the night. My man, my man. <laughs> you know? I mean, I think if we take nothing away from this, it's that just I need everyone to remember that Jesse Waters is a walking pile of garbage. Um, and he sucks. And... And Ron DeSantis is a, uh, what did he call, call himself? A self-proclaimed civic? Uh, uh, an aficionado of civics. An yes. aficionado who doesn't know that the country started with just 13 states. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, with that, I think I'm going to take us out of here. You got any uh, fi- final thoughts there, Jay, in terms of uh, American civics or, or the state of the nation? Pay attention, man. Pay attention in civics class so people can't lie to you about what really went on. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. don't stop woke. Stay woke. <laughs> Read books. Read all the fucking books, man. You know, just even the books that maybe you don't agree with, you know, read them all. Never stop. All right, well, with that, we are going to get out of here. So sign off this week. Keep your heads up. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. I was going to say tell us one more time where they can find us. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, man. See, man, I'm getting. Thank you. I'm getting better at this. Or you're, you're helping me getting better at this. You can, <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Consequence Pod. You can follow me at Stop Talking Matt. This is all on Twitter, and you can follow Jay at Stop Talking JV. Um, yeah, uh, Jay, you got any more socials going this this uh, these days? I got an Instagram, but it's mostly for my dog. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I also have Instagram, but it's it's mostly old pictures of me traveling the world trying to stay woke. My man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we are going to get out of here. So, uh, yeah. Keep your heads up, everybody. And remember, Jesse Waters sucks. And um, I'm too depressed to come up with anything witty. So, later, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>